This is a podcast. What is it about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant somehow, not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. America freed the slaves in 19, I mean 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base. And yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. Brothers, brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Colored, we're happy singing and we're brothers. Brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Colored, we're happy singing and we're brothers. Uh, what's good, everybody? It's your boy Fresco. And it's your boy Floor 700. And we are the podcast brothers back with another week with episode 80. 20 away from 100. Wow. Two months away from the live show June 9th. Hey, you can follow your boy on Twitter at Fresco Ben Famous. That's Fresco B I N Famous. You can follow me on Instagram at Fresco Fame. And uh, yeah, you can follow me, Flaw 700, on anything. Oh, I think, actually think that was our best introduction of you, late. You know why? Why? Because I started it. So, let's get into episode 80. We got a jam-packed show. Let's we actually add- got some... We got, we got an audience. This is actually like a live show, if you think about it. Oh, um, hold on, though, because you just skipped over giving me my credit, and I wasn't finished. I'm never... <laughs> hey, I, wasn't, you, I really wasn't finished. I okay, waited for you to my stop bad. talking. My bad. Do your thing. Pat myself on the back. All right, but I'm done now. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm done. We actually... But you know, it's a live show because we got some we got some guests in the building. We got a few people in here, but we got one special guest uh-huh. who's come to bless us. He's fresh from his debate. Yeah, fresh from his debate. Yeah, still smelling oh. like debate. Yeah, fresh off good. Fresh off the scandal stage. Our special guest is running for city council. And he wants to make a difference in a city that he loves. Facts. Like I said, fresh from a debate, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, Jarrell. 
D. Jarrell. D. Whoa. Oh. Oh. Whoa. You know, Whoa! You know what I mean? Whoa! The best to have you, my brother. The best who ever done it. That's the best who gonna ever do it. You know what? You know what? You know what I mean? I kind of think I'm gonna agree. You know what I mean? He kind of took you just his mantle. Met him. How you gonna agree when you just met? That's him? how. I mean, are. I like him. So I mean, that's how people are. Mm. It's just, just natural just, energy here. That's it's something you know. that I uh, I had to deal with all my life. People meeting me and saying, "I like that guy." Hey, before we get into this episode, before we get into anything, I introduce you as uh, you're running for council, right? Mm-hmm. Explain to the people who don't know what that actually is. Okay, that's a great question. And so, uh, city government is divided into three branches. You have your executive branch, which is represented by the mayor. Then you have your judicial branch that is represented by municipal government. And then you have your legislative branch, which is Trenton City Council. There are seven uh, members of Trenton City Council. You got four representatives that represent wards. So you got East Ward, West Ward, North Ward, and South Ward. And then you have three representatives that are um, represent the whole city. I'm running for one of the three at-large seats. Um, and so basically what city council does, they have all of the legislative functions of city government. They approve all of the directors that the mayor um, appoints. And so say if the mayor wants to appoint a director of public works, well, he just can't say, hey, I want this person to do it. He has to get advice and consent, meaning that a majority of city council members have to agree with whatever um, nominee that he puts up. Uh, another thing you do, you introduce something called ordinances. And what an ordinance is, is basically like a municipal law, a city law. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of different functions of city government um, and why I'm running for city council. And I'm really excited about exploring, you know, with the podcast brothers, as Absolutely. well as people who are listening. Wow. Wow. There's more, but, you know, I mean, I don't want to write a dissertation you know what I, mean? I <laughs> no, want to give it that was know. actually very in depth that was i don't think i could have been explained any better than that. i had to make sure we was recording that's all <laughs> uh, were we recording oh, we was recording we oh, good yeah, we got all of that over, <laughs> i ain't want to say it all over <laughs> <laughs> nah because yeah. normally the uh laptop don't go dark like that when we record normally oh. i could see and i'm mean, i could see all visuals uh, before we get into this episode i want to go over the top cities and the top countries who listen to the podcast brothers in the last week what and boy, got? has it changed. If y'all listened to the episode last week, y'all heard a few cities here and there. And you know what? Let me just get to it. <laughs> what was that? Disappointment or excitement? That, ah. Go ahead. I don't know what it was. It, Go ahead. I, it's just, I'm doing my thing. Right. I'm doing my thing. Don't interrupt right. me when I'm doing my thing. <laughs> when I'm doing my no, thing, I'm sorry. You just need to let me go. I, sometimes I I get curious in the middle of sentences. I just it's called ask. it's called having a younger brother. This is this is what they do. I understand. You got a younger brother? I do. You AJ. know what? I'm, you know? I know. I okay. Understand. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm a grown ass man. So <laughs> my little brother, me in between. Go ahead and do what you was going right. to do. Man. Hey. Coming in number four is actually a four way tie. Actually, it's a five way tie. Wow. Okay. The Bahamas, oh, shit. Canada, Ooh. Bermuda, ah. the United Kingdom, and England Germany. Wow. Now, if y'all remember last week, I said Germany was number two, I think. No, I said United Kingdom was number two. Facts. So United Kingdom then bumped down to the number four slot, tied in the four-way and a five-way tie. Shout out to the homies out in Germany, man. Yeah. Uh, number three, two-way tie, Ireland and France. Shout out to Ireland and France. Shout out Coming to- at number two, and I normally don't say percentages, but this is huge. 
Coming in number two at a whopping 21%, the Virgin Islands. Wow. Now, some people might think 21% ain't big, but it is big because the United States has been a 99% has been 99% of our audience. So coming in number one is the United States at 76%. That means the Virgin Islands, they rock it with your boys. A lot of them. That's the first time. And we about to be 100 episodes, two years deep. And this is the first time our American audience is down to 76%, which is dope. I like that. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Bro. Thanks. Thanks, man. Inter- the International Podcast Brothers, by the way. So if y'all got like a free hotel or something like that for your boys on the Virgin Islands, please, please, please. <laughs> it's your you boys. Know, yeah, I can promote it. It's no problem. I'll stay tonight. Well, top, why not? Top five cities. Tied at number two. Uh, tie, it's a two-way tie. Plainfield, Indianapolis. Never heard of them. I to say New Jersey. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, Newark, New Jersey. Brook City in the house. Yeah. Yeah. At number four, take it how you want to take it. Nothing personal for me. Trenton, New Jersey. All day. Shout out to the town. And Philadelphia, two-way tie. Okay, cool. Number three, Atlanta, GA. Shout out to Atlanta. ATL. Yes. Number two, listen to this. Number two, Madison, Wisconsin. Ah, the Maddie. Where? That's what they call it, the Maddie. I I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I've heard of that place before. But shout out to y'all. It's the capital of Wisconsin, Madison. I absolutely know. I didn't know that. My knowledge on Wisconsin is very, very slim. I think of Green Bay. I think of, you know, uh, shout out to Madison. Madison. (laughs) Shout out to Madison. Madison hood. Like, Madison got some hood places. So the hood rock with the podcast, brothers? That's what's up, though. Yo, what's good, Madison? Madison. You rock with y'all. Number one, and I'm going to butcher this. I know it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. All right. Number one. Number one right there. Uh, What we got? Number one. Did you? Did you? I spelled it right. See, I spelled it right. Christian Stead. Christian Stead. That's what. It yeah. Christian Stead, Virginia Islands. I was going to oh, say that's that. That's the Virgin Islands. Oh my bad. Virgin Virgin Islands. Virginia Islands. I'm reading from the side, bro. My bad. You took my notes. <laughs> Virgin <laughs> Islands. Yeah, Virgin Islands all day. Shout out to the Virgin Islands. My man. bad. I said Virginia. The Virgin, Virgin Islands. Islands. Yo, who are y'all? See, this is this is what I like. But I also want y'all to reach out yeah. to us, man. Email us, mybroandmepodcast at gmail.com. We got to change that email. I, we I would love to me. know how uh, some the people in those places got a hold of the show. I, I would like to know that. Well, listen, I'm looking for a vacation after this election. Yeah, Island, you know, it yo, sounds like the place to go. Yo, sounds good. Sounds like the place to go. Wow. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so what we up. do now is we get into our weeks. Um, keep it brief about, you know, what we did for the week. Uh Guess you want to go first, Jarrell? Sure. Like, how was your week? You know, I had a uh, real busy week. Um, I've been grinding real hard. Like, this campaign and stuff is very, very time consuming. So, I got like four jobs. Like, I work as a campaign organizer of a coalition called Healthy Schools Now, fighting for better school facilities. Um, I work at Rutgers part time as a professor as well as a career counselor in the School of Management and Labor Relations. And I'm also getting my doctorate. So I got like four gigs. And then I'm adding on top of that, running for office. And so my days are long. Um, my nights are long. And I'm out here grinding. So, and you, you make know, time for your boys. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. In fact, I mean, I, definitely I, a grind. I go to uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'll be catching a Greyhound. To go to wow. Pittsburgh for class that starts at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Brother, I'm going to bed. Yeah, so yeah. Your grind is real. Oh, yeah, that's a real man. grind. Yeah. That's beautiful, a real man. grind. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it, though, because it's crazy. Like, I got so much on my plate, 
but I know how it is to starve. Like I know how it is to be wanting to do stuff. Yeah. Right. And nothing's on my plate that I didn't want. Mm. So it feels good. Like I'm actually, you know, a lot of people go to college and like, you know, they may major in biology and like they're working at Payless. Like, nah, like I'm doing exactly what I went to school for. So I just feel real blessed and real grateful. That That's I got what's this. up. Just to, just to spin off of what yeah. you were saying, I've been thinking, like it's just been on my mind about the quote unquote laziness of black people, which we're not. Oh. We just want to do what we want to do. Yeah. And see how you got a plate full of activity. Imagine if that was just a plate full of doing something for somebody else. Of course, you're going to see me slouching. You know what I'm calling out today? I'm, I'm going to take my time. We don't like doing what other people want us to do. We like to do what we want to do. You give me a plate full of what I want to do, watch me work. Yo, literally, I mean, that's the, what slavery was about. Like, slavery was about working for somebody else, like, yeah. for free. Right. And so, you know, our whole history in our country has been about independence, like being free and, you know, basically removing the shackles of, you know, what some other people want you to do. And so, I mean, I think that's a very good point. Yeah. Fresco, oh, you uh, want to go next? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, I slept all week and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't do shit. I was, on my, I was in bed. I watched Netflix. Nah, um, just a regular nine to five stuff. My son got a cold, man. When my son got a cold, I don't sleep, bro. It's over. He, yo, he kicked me in the eye. I was <laughs> dead sleep, like like snoring sleep, and I just felt something go whack. I had to look up because, first of all, for his feet to hit my face, mean for his head was facing the wall because I sleep head to toe. So if you kick me in the face, you... East and West. I was confused. It's three in the morning and I got a foot in my eye. <laughs> it don't make sense. I had to turn the light on like, what the fuck? Like, and he's knocked out snoring. <laughs> so I've been dealing with that. It's just the regular work stuff. Getting ready for this writing class that's coming up next month in New York that I'm starting. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, man. I ain't got as much in my plate as uh, Councilman Blakely. I- I'm not Councilman. I'm calling man. it, man. I don't I'm care. Not. Yeah, we got to. We got. I don't want to claim it. You know, All right. Gosh, Mr. Blakely. Yes. All right. I don't have as much on my plate as Mr. Blakely. Don't call but me Jarrell. Don't call me Mr. Blakely. Nah, because I'm going to get confused. I'm flawed. Like, I'm not even Nah, but it's still your name, Like, my though. students call me Mr. I don't teach anymore, but I used to teach. And I just ran into one of my students. They're like, hey, Mr. Blakely. I'm like, no, like, call me Jarrell. Like, right, I'm not right. Mr. Blakely anymore. Yeah. All right. You know. Ready for my week? Yeah, I'm listening, Jarrell. What's up? Well, I was saying Fresco was done. You done? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. All right. Well, sure. you forgot about Easter Sunday. You know, we had the whole family over the crib. We had um, Easter egg hunt in the backyard. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, we just got this house in December. Beautiful and house. Thanks. Thanks. Beautiful appreciate house. it. Very thanks, nice. thanks. And um, to have the family over in your home. And, you know, we had all the fellas down here playing uh, uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. You know, I had all the girl with the women upstairs watching TV, talking loud. You got and the, the house kids now, running bro. around, and then we went out to the back and let all the little kids oh, uh, uh, find their Easter eggs and all of that. So it was a beautiful That's Sunday some adult stuff, man. That's like some grown. Man. That was a lot. Yeah, of yo, your life changes. Your life changes once you make those certain steps mm. in life, whether it's getting married or whether it's owning a home. You didn't think owning a home would you know force you to level up, but it does. Okay. It's a whole different beast, man. That mortgage, man. That was you know? a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. Um, I took a nap. That's yeah, you did. Sure came down, party, disappeared, fell asleep, came back. We party some more. It was a great you know time. How it is when you put your kid to sleep, man. Oh yeah, you perfect... take so long. I wind up dozing off. Yeah, man. Um, 
I started watching this new show. Um, it's called The Last OG. Tracy Morgan, Tiffany Haddish, Cedric the Entertainer. It was pretty funny. But I might be out of touch. I got confused when they was like saying the N-word on TV. I didn't know you could do that. I thought oh, that was... Really? What, yeah. what network is this on? TBS. TBS? They even have a show? Yeah. Have a station now? But the weird part is it comes on at 10.30, so I was mad, but I called it on on demand. Like, you know we're not going to stay up and watch that. It's 10.30. Listen, 10.30. I'm still up at 10.30, but I understand. I'm up, but I ain't... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep, but I ain't... Depends on what's on. It depends on what's on. Are y'all big TV series watchers? Yes. Some. Yes. We'll talk about that. Yes. Um, uh, kickboxing class. I kick butt three days in a row this tell week. Them your, tell them your AKAs. Oh, I didn't tell them my AKAs? Nah, tell them your new kickboxing AKAs. Go ahead. Flaw Claw Van Dam, <laughs> AKA Flaw Seagal. <laughs> Flaw Seagal. <laughs> oh, man. This boy. Funny. Yeah. Nice. Very humorous moniker. I'm up huh. there doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I did the kickboxing thing. I kicked his butt. You know what I'm saying? Um uh what else we do i think that's it now we here man we having this great show we didn't even start the show yet we really we did we didn't even get into it yeah. the 50th anniversary of martin luther king jr's assassination just happened the other day mm-hmm. he was killed in memphis tennessee so brothers i just want to talk about what does martin luther king mean to you his movement you know how does it affect you today you know just just say Anything about, you know what I mean, your thoughts on Mark the King. Jerry, you want to go first? Sure. Um, well, Dr. King is somebody who, you know, is just an incredible leader and, um, you know, famous person who really did a lot. And I'll, you know, kind of talk about how I came to appreciate him. Years ago, I used to be like, yo, Martin who? Like, I bought the sanitized, the homogenized version of Dr. King that the media likes to portray, right? So, when you listen to Dr. King, people are just listening to, I have a dream, right? Right. And so they reduce him to somebody who just marched. And when I was immature, I looked at, you know, Malcolm X as that person who, you know, should be in the public's vanguard like King was. Now, as I've matured historically and I've analyzed the life of Dr. King, I come to appreciate who he was like even more. Like this is a brother who literally was extraordinarily gifted. I mean, he started... A college at the age of 15 years old, mm. right? He had his PhD by the time he was 24, right? And so this was a brother with enormous gifts and he comes like firmly out of the African-American tradition. You know, he, his father was a preacher. His grandfather was a preacher. His great grandfather was a preacher. His brother was a preacher, right? So he was somebody that like really didn't just come through um, by themselves, right? He had a whole environment, a whole community that made him who he was, right? So, you know, we think of these people as like, oh, they just, they're once in a generation. Nah, like Dr. King was somebody who was developed in the person that he was. Mm. And so another thing I like about Dr. King is like, yo, he was at the right place at the right time, but he was prepared. Um, I had a mentor that told me, he graduated from Morehouse, James G. And he said, you know, to be prepared for the opportunity you can't see. Yo, Dr. King was prepared right? He went and got his paper. He went and got his PhD. You know what I mean? When he graduated, uh, when he was about to graduate, he started looking around for a job. And so he wanted to be a preacher. And so he started applying, you know, to different uh, churches to be a preacher. And he ended up going to Montgomery, Alabama. 
Now, would he know that he would end up being the president of the Montgomery Bus, um, I think it was the Montgomery Improvement Association? Mm -hmm. Nah, he just happened to be like at the right place at the right time, and he was prepared. And this is a brother who sacrificed. I mean, listen, he was somebody who had a PhD. He was smart. He was an articulate person. He spoke well. He could have had much easier jobs than being in Montgomery, Alabama. Like, he could have been president of a college. He could have been a professor in the North. You know what I mean? He could have kind of chilled. He could have said, yo, you know, when he became, he's like 24, 23 when he started the Montgomery bus boycott. Yo, like this is a brother who like understood what he was doing. Like Mm. some of his speeches, he had a speech that I think everybody should listen to. He has a speech called why Jesus called a man a fool. And it's on YouTube. You can listen to it. And, you know, he breaks down, like, how he was scared, right? How he was scared, how people were, like, threatening his family, um, how, you know, they were going to blow up his house. In fact, he said he got a phone call one night. He said it was around midnight. Somebody picked up the phone and called him and said, if you don't get out of town, we're going to blow up your house. And he was like, I was scared, but I couldn't call my dad. I couldn't call my mom. You know, my mom and my dad are 175 miles away in Atlanta. You know what I mean? I had to call on Jesus. I mean, this stuff was like real. Yeah. And this man paid the ultimate sacrifice. I mean, and the thing where people got to understand when he died, he was one of the most hated Americans. You know what I mean? He was somebody who like did not care about what people thought. Like he really stood for something. I mean, I could talk. You think it was a connection between John F. Kennedy's assassination and Martin Luther King? I mean, I think all this stuff is connected. I mean, I don't think in history there's no, nothing happens on accident. You know what I mean? Nothing happens. I mean, there are people, I will say this, um, James Bevel, who was a civil rights person, he said, you know, ain't no way uh, a five cent white boy killed a million dollar black man, right? And so I I don't believe that the, um, the story that the government is saying, like, from what I understand, you know, if I'm recalling this correctly, the cops showed up minutes after he was shot. Mm. Yo, his, Already ready. Oh, they you were know ready. And yeah. not even that. They were listening. Like, there's a brother named uh, Ralph Abernathy um, who was like his homeboy. That's another thing I like about Abernathy. Abernathy. Well, that last name sounds familiar. Yeah. Ralph that, Abernathy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Abernathy Drive. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Another, that's another thing I like about <clears throat> Dr. King. Like, he had a squad. Like, people think of Dr. King as just, like, one person. Nah, like, he had a whole squad, and he had people follow him. Like, because most people think, oh, I'm a leader. But if you ain't got nobody following you, you ain't a leader. leader. Right, right. So, like, yo, he had uh, James Bevel. He had uh, Ralph Abernathy. He had Jesse Jackson. He had Andrew Young. He had Hosea Williams. Drop them MLK gems. Yeah, I'm serious. He had a whole squad. And I think that people... Uh, think that you know they can get to the mountaintop by themselves and dr nope. king was like nah i had a whole squad and he mm-hmm. had people who disagreed with him you know what i mean jesse jackson like when you read their biographies like jesse jackson was just like admired him was bothering him like you know what i mean it's a funny story so I-, I love history so i read a lot so i know a lot about the nuances the backstories you know what i mean hosea williams give a shout out to hosea williams he's somebody who's a giant you know, Dr. King was not just a leader. He was a developer of leaders. Right, right. And I can respect that. Right, so, nice. like I said, I could talk about this all day because that's like... That's your guy. That's my guy. And yeah. other, but also, I was just listening to Ralph David Abernathy. I was just listening to Fred Shuttlesworth. I mean, these are people who, like, yo, changed America. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, before Dr. King came around and led the civil rights movement, yo, you couldn't go to the bathroom in a public place in the South. Like, you couldn't get a drink of water. Mm. Like, yo, literally, we were on the back of the bus. 
And Dr. King said, yo, I'm going to change that. And I think that, like, yo, it's just incredible. And I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of how he had his squad <clears throat> and how they had a plan. So, well, just like, oh, man. It's like they said, it's his 50th anniversary. I'm 34. 50 years. I'll, you know, I wasn't there. I, I didn't have to live through that. And, you, you know, just like you brought up. a phone call saying somebody's going to blow your crib up? Yo, yeah. Like, yo, and just, literally. And just like, like you mentioned Malcolm geez. X, you know, when we was young, I think they kind of put them against each other. So we sitting there like Malcolm Lamar, and we should never ask that question. Nah. Yo, and another thing, these, these brothers were young. Dr. King was 39 yeah, years yeah. old. Yo, you got to think about this. Think about this. Dr. King's granddaughter is like six years old. Mm. Right. We we think that all of this like slavery and all of these things that happened, happened was so, so long ago. ago. No, right. they're like some of these people are still living or probably, you know, what I mean, just passed. And then the, <clears throat> the, the thing about it is a lot of the teachings from that era, you know, what I'm saying it's still fresh because just like the era of uh, Dr. King's granddaughter only being six years old. Those same people who are oppressing at those same time have granddaughters that very same age. So it's still... Let me, a, let me break it down like this. And this just gives you an idea at a time. Slavery was two grandmas ago. Yep. Like, that's some serious stuff. Yeah. Two grandmas ago. You know what I mean? People were still enslaved. And so, you know what I mean? I, I'm very passionate about history. Like, I love history. I love to read. I love to look around. You know, I have a lot of questions about the world I live in, and history gives me that added context mm -hmm. to kind of understand, you know what I mean, the world we live in. And so, you know, you can read their work. Like, Dr. King wrote books, right? Strength yep. of Love, um, you know, a lot of books that he wrote, a lot of his speeches. You know, I listen to his speeches. I listen to his sermons. Like, the brother and other brothers like him, and sisters, because you cannot Facts. talk about... Dr. King without talking about Ella Baker because it's interesting. You know, you talk about Ella Baker who was uh, uh, an advisor for SNCC and mm -hmm. she basically, you know, felt that Dr. King, you know, she said the movement made Martin not Martin make it the movement. Mm. You know what I mean? She said that strong people don't need strong leaders. So there was these interesting dichotomies, right? So you had people who felt like Dr. King was too much in front. It shouldn't be, you know what I mean, we looking at a leader. We should be developing people so mm -hmm. that they can actually do what they need to well, do. Well, you know how people are. You know what I mean? Yeah, like One person as, always gets pushed right. to the front. Yeah. As matter. great as the king was, there's always going to be people who look just like you. Just Like, we all want the same thing, but nah. You know, like, yeah. Your agendas get distorted. Oh, know? yeah. For, through the process. For me, I'm going to keep it short. I love Dr. King, too. <laughs> You're not the only one. I love Dr. King too. If it wasn't for Dr. King, we wouldn't be right here, right here, doing doing this. You know what I'm saying? Um, live, living in this house with with neighbors of all different races that I have. You know, uh, even though <laughs> I might still get dirty looks, I don't know. I'm not saying that they do. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that we 100 percent out the hole. But this is what. Dr. Martin Luther King sacrificed for us. Everybody that's down here, everybody that's up there, our families and everybody. He sacrificed that. The man was killed twice. Like, wasn't he even, like on his deathbed a few years prior? Oh, yeah. He got stabbed. He got stabbed. Survived that because his mission wasn't done. Feel me? Came back. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I want to say this last thing about Dr. Yeah. King. So, you know, he's looking around looking for jobs from after he graduated from seminary. So, well, he's not graduated yet. He was about to write his dissertation at Boston University. And, you know, he's looking around for jobs. So he goes to Chattanooga, Tennessee. They had a big church in Chattanooga that was looking for a pastor. And so what's interesting is he applies, he really wants the job, and he doesn't get it. 
always think about how sometimes things that don't work out lead to things that do. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, we would not know Dr. King if he had taken that job in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Facts, all facts. Yo, but like, just imagine how he felt when he got that phone call saying, yo, bro, we ain't giving you this job in Chattanooga. You got to go to Montgomery. So sometimes, you know what I mean? I'm a firm believer that your setbacks can be set up for your comebacks. Mm-hmm. Because like, yo, we would he wouldn't have a holiday. He wouldn't have been in the position to do what he did if he wasn't in Montgomery at that particular point in time. And he definitely right. was the chosen one. I, I personally hey, don't think yo. there was nobody else that could have done that. Nah. Sometimes that W was tucked behind that L. You're yo, afraid to take. He did not get that. And he it's wanted that job. The job in Chattanooga was a bigger church. It was mm-hmm. in a bigger town. It was more affluent. So mm-hmm. he takes the job in Montgomery and it's like, yo, that's... And I always think about that when things don't work out for me. I'm always like, yo, this may be my king moment. I may be in this situation, you know what I mean, for another, a higher purpose. And so I always like to tell that story. If things aren't working out now, anybody who's listening to this, sometimes it's a setup for a comeback. That that's is. Real stuff. Cool. I think uh, about... I think about how far set back we would be if Dr. King wasn't who he was. You know what I'm saying? Like with with the way things are now, with everything that everyone from the civil rights movement poured into that time period, if that didn't take place, could you imagine? Mm. Like if none of the none of that if none of that happened, if none of them took the initiative to step forward and actually speak up and be the forefront of the people, like it could be extremely bad in 2018. You know no, what I'm saying? So listen. it was a very important, it was a very important area in time for our people because that's literally when things started to transition. People said, I'm not taking this shit no more. Like, fuck that. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that, um, you know, we just have to admire and understand that. Dr. King was a part of something larger, right? right? You can't, like, Dr. King wouldn't have been Dr. King if his father wasn't a minister, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, at Ebenezer Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you read their biographies, you see, like, yo, Dr. King's father was poor, came to Atlanta, broke, no education. He goes to Morehouse College, right, Dr. King's father, and says, hey, you know, I want to get an education. And they looked at his stuff, and they were like, yo, you ain't got the skills to be here. No, you got to leave. And the president was like, nah, you just, you ain't got what it takes to be at Morehouse. And so, you know, they told him to go home. He was like, nah, I'm not leaving till I get my education. And they ended up letting him stay at Morehouse. He ends up graduating and, you know what I mean? Becomes a pastor of a church. All this stuff happens. Just imagine if they didn't allow his father at Morehouse, mm-hmm. how life would have been different for Dr. King. I don't even wow. want to think about it. Yeah, some wow. deep stuff. Man. I don't yeah, even want to deep. think it's about very, it. Very, very deep. Um, so salute to uh, MLK. MLK 50. 50 years. 50 Sheesh. years, man. He should still be alive, man. Yeah. He should still be alive, you know what I mean? I got another question, right? Sure, brother. What's up? Are there too many rules for black men and black boys? It's a meme going around, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, he's bald. Yeah. And he goes to the barbershop. And the barber hooks him up with a box fade. Be clowning, right? Yeah. In situations like that, are there too many rules? Why can't I have a box fade on Monday and dreads on Tuesday? You know, and here's the thing. I mean, I think that um, on some real stuff, you have to be who you are. Right. right. Like, being true to who you are, to who you be, mm-hmm. is so important to living a happy life. So, like, on some real stuff, like, you got to understand that all criticism is autobiography. So, like, when people have a critique of you or a criticism, it often has more to do with themselves than it has to do with you. And so I would just 
realize that like, yo, as long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you are not negatively impacting anybody, do you. That's a fact. Because when you life. see when you Hold see on, a no, young kid, you, huh? you can't show up tomorrow with dreads. Like, but that, why not though? Yo, nah, look, nah. But, but no, why look, not though? I'm not having that. I'm not having. But that. why not though? <laughs> no. But but here's the so thing. if I show it up tomorrow with a bald head, you ain't laughing me. But that's that's a I, natural I, process. I, that's a natural process. I'm talking about something. If you're bald and then you go, you want to go to the barber or the salon, wherever. And be like, you know what? I want dreads. I want to sold on dreads, whatever. And then you go to the club. <laughs> no. And then yo. you go to the club. You go to the club. We meet you with Shorty. You like, yo, hold on. I'll be right back. Hey, listen. You, you peel can, off the you dreads. Can, you can do. Yo, yo. Why can't? Yo, yo. Here's the thing. Here's, here's how I look at it. I look at it like this. On some real stuff. Like, yo, my self esteem. Like, why Woo. should I care what anybody think of? Why should anybody? Why should I care that anybody think about? Right. I see so, what you're saying. Like, self esteem is like about yourself, but like, the overall. That's the overall true. effect of of us, like Look, you know, us who black people, or black black men and black boys. I mean, if I yeah. know you, it's gonna be funny. I'm sorry, I just. But but I don't I'm not saying I'm not gonna like deter you from being yourself. Hey, listen, I'm a firm believer. If you want to rock out, please yeah. please go right ahead. Yeah. But you know, if I happen to find it humorous in the process, that's not my fault either. That's but, all. But that's the thing. Like I went to Howard. I graduated from Howard, and one thing I liked about Howard is the diversity of everybody and we were still black like to go to howard you have to make a conscious decision that you're black you know how like you know the black name on a resume you get less callbacks yeah Mm -hmm. right well like if you go to a black university your name could be you know jp morgan you know the fifth but if you went to howard yo that's a black person so, mm-hmm. like, you got to make a conscious decision. And one thing I liked about Howard was, yo, we had people from the hood in Chicago. We had nerds from, you know, California. We had brothers of all different backgrounds. And we were still black. Okay. And, so, I, and that's something that, like, I appreciate it. I learned that. I love that. So, you brought up college. So, I'm going to just go a little step further, right? Yeah. This might be a little left. This might be a little left. Yeah. But rock with it. In college, Right. People, women, people, and men mm-hmm. are allowed to find themselves, correct? Absolutely. Why is True. it that women mm-hmm. can go try to sleep with other women to see how it feels, mm-hmm. to see what it feels like, right? Mm. Why can't a man be like, let me see if I'm gay? You understand? Mm-hmm. No, you gay. Why uh, gotta be I think gay? That's something you know. But but, but yeah. what I'm saying is it's a man thing. Mm-hmm. Like if like men can't we can't do we can't even dye our hair. Yeah. What if I want contact? What if I want purple contact? Well, I'm just saying. You could do that in 2018. No, literally. And, and here's the thing. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think there's a difference. You can do I that shit now. Well, I'm just naming all the stuff that fine. women do. I mean, women women fine. can change their hair, their that's eyes, fine. their body, mm-hmm. their 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 sex. Their, they can do anything under the sun. If your girl want to have a bob mm-hmm. on Monday, a wig on Tuesday, yeah. uh, a, a head full of whatever on Wednesday, she can do that. Well, I mean, I think you have to understand that people are going to talk. And yeah, like, yeah. here's the thing. Be who you are. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, like, we got to stop giving a damn what other people think. Like, if you want to be, or or, his, or experiment, but like, here's, if you live your life based on what other people think, you always going to be a prisoner. Because people have all types of uh, different ideas and perspectives. And so you can't be a slave to like what somebody else thinks. As a grown man, I get that. But yeah. then you got to look at the fathers or the men around little boys, telling mm-hmm. them how to walk, how to talk, what to do. You understand? And, and you know what it is? I think a lot of that has to do with people's insecurity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, when I hear people like bashing gay people, that turns me off. Like, because I'm like, yo, 
yo, that man sleeping with whoever, like, why do you care? Like, I work with gay people. I have gay friends. Like, yo. Gay people are cool. They're cool. Gay like, yo, they're cool. great. And here's the thing. The idea is this. Be who you are. Like, my gay friends, I've never once had a conversation about their sexual orientation. Never. Because it's like. It don't I, matter. If it don't matter friends, to me. Right. But for people who are out there, like, bashing gay people, oh, don't be a. Yo, that's because they're hiding something. You look at their internet browser, and you'll see, like, <laughs> yo, like, they like some crazy stuff. And, or, and, but it's like, yo, like, I just think that people should, like, accept people. As long as you ain't hurt nobody, as long as you ain't, like, impeding on somebody else's life, we should respect your decisions. And I think that's for anything. That could be your sexuality. That could be your weight. Like, that could be the way you talk. That can be what you do for a living. Like, but anytime, that's crazy. But touching on what you said, that anytime somebody, let's say, so this is the difference, right? If you go to college and you yeah. meet somebody that already got purple hair, it's no big deal. Yeah. But if you grow up with somebody who goes off to college and then they has come back with purple hair, you're going like, what the fuck? Like, it's different. It's a difference. Because we're conditioned. We have to uncondition people ourselves change. to not. No, no, no. Yeah, people, people change. change. People, people, people change. change. Absolutely. And that's cool. But you got to also understand that. It might come off as weird sometimes, especially when you first doing it with with people who've grown up and known you a particular way. If I walked in this motherfucker with a pink box fade tomorrow, you're going to squint your eyes like, bro, what's up? Like... You alright? I'm like, yeah, cool, bro. I'm just expressing myself. You can be like, oh, right. right, but that starts the conversation. You got to do it, and then it starts the conversation. I'm like, okay, you cool. If you happy, you happy. But you right. You are gonna get these jokes at first, yeah, because we're conditioned no as men to judge each other. That's what. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If your girl Somebody came in who don't know me from a can of paint walking down the street, I'm like, oh, this thing. As men, we all are happen. conditioned to judge each other. That's 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 what I'm yeah, saying. I, mean, I think judgment is something that happens all the time. But right. like, there's a couple things. But ours, one. men. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. We we we're quick. We're quick to look for the weak male. That's our issue. Yeah. All of that, like, so that's what I'm getting at. If you change your hair color, mm-hmm. if you want to rock a wig, if you want to uh, 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 address your sexuality and mm-hmm. see where you really at, men search for the weak kid, the weak male out the bunch, and we always just seem to attack that. But you know what's crazy? I think that like there's a public persona that people have, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, a public kind of person that they like to present and then there's what mm-hmm. they do like when the doors close when the doors are closed yeah. and i think that like yo everybody got a chapter in their life that mm-hmm. they don't want somebody to read out loud these are facts everybody you send them so, you send them to jail you know what i mean they <laughs> yo they, they, they yo literally yo and listen here's the thing it'd be the tough guys you know i mean who like always running to jail i'll give you a perfect example why i don't do jail i've never been to jail for anything one night i was a senior in high school and I was watching Oz. <laughs> I, sir, I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. I, was up, I was up late at night by myself just watching TV. So I'm like, Oz, you know, I heard about this show. Let me watch it. So anyway, there's this guy that was going to jail for the first time. And his bunkmate, like, was helping him, like, get accustomed to jail. So, like, people would be like, give me your money. And he'd be like, you know, the guy who was his roommate would be like, ah, just chill. You know what I mean? Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. So they go through the day and this guy's like, constantly saving his behind and so they get back to the bunk beds at the end of the night and the guy says do i want to hear the rest of the no, story no, I'll, 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 be, I'll sound like a bad I'll date i'll be pg i'll be pg and so i'll be pg so what happened is the guy um you know guy comes back to the room and he says listen thank you very much i really appreciate you know you helping me out then the lights went off, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, so I don't remember what it was. I turned, it was like drop the draws, and then I turned. 
And <laughs> and it was like, yo, I saw that. I said, yo, I want no parts of that. Like when I meet the cops, I got pulled over today. Like I literally today? got pulled over. I ran a red light. I was looking. Were you on your way here? No, not excited. Here. Okay, no, that no. wasn't us. But, okay. but like, yo, I got pulled over, and like when I see the police officers, I'm like, yes, sir. How's it going? Here's my license and registration. You know, because I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> I'm not going to jail, bro. I'd rather, yo, I'm not going to jail. So, I mean, I think that uh, there's a lot of people who perceive to do a lot, and then you see like their background. You're like, yo, this person is one way in public. And then there are a whole other way behind closed doors. And I just think it's important, like, to lead, to give people the benefit of the doubt to be who yeah. they are. Because none of my business. I, yeah, I think you, you, do, you do need to leave a little room. You know what I'm saying? Just a little space for people to actually branch off and experiment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think that's cool. I think that's fine when people experiment. But also, you also got to understand that it might shock some people at first. So now. If you make, especially if you're making a drastic change. Absolutely. We got. One more segment before we get into the interview, and we play this game called Fresher Fiasco. Oh, wow. Where we um we make a statement, we ask a question, we ask you, is it Fresher Fiasco and why? Fresh means you like it, Fiasco means you don't. I know you know that, but, you know, just for the people who out there listening. Yeah. So what I got? One, two, three, four questions. Awesome. Question number one. The NBA 2K League. Just had their draft, and the players are moved to the city that they are drafted to. They are going to make up to thirty-five thousand for six months, with a possible million-dollar bonus for the champion. That's the two K league again. That's the. It's a league. Okay. And um, the city that you, the, the city that drafts you, whether you play for the Charlotte Bobcats, Charlotte Hornets, you move to Charlotte. Yeah. And you just play two K. Yeah. Fresher fiasco. Wait, j- the video game? The video game, 2K. I mean, you know, I guess, I mean, for me, it's like, I'd have to do it. I'd have no, to. no, 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 I'm saying it's official. What do you think of this idea? They're actually doing it. What do you think of them doing I mean, this? I, I think that, uh, yeah, if, I mean, if it's, uh, you know, kind of contest, there's money involved, I'd say that that's fresh. They're it's making still- a living. Yo, listen. So how much a year? 35000 six months. They make more than the G League players. Yeah, I and mean, they just playing the game. He's playing two K. Yo, listen, I'm all about people doing what they like. So there's a lot of people who have jobs that they hate who make thirty five thousand dollars. Who's so, seen this coming though? That's yeah. crazy. You ever bought a game and by the time you got home, a nigga already on level twenty and you clowning? <laughs> I know you ain't got no job. Yeah, but it's them. Yeah. Well, you know what's Yo. crazy? There's a whole interesting economy. Within like games, I was reading this book about um, Steve Bannon, the presidential advisor to Donald Trump, who got fired. And forty five, yeah, forty five, yeah, he's like the worst. Don't curse he's, on this show. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yo, he's like the worst person in the world. Like, I just hate him. Like, I just think he's an absolute scumbag of the highest order. But anyway, Steve, a lot Bannon, of mercy. Like, they basically he worked for Goldman Sachs uh-huh. and he monetized um, like game. Like, uh, you know how you got, like, coins and games? Mm-hmm. It's like an economy. That stuff is worth money. Yeah, so, yeah, like, he monetized Like the virtual it. cash. Yo, li- that's, like, yeah. real money. People are, like, trading that. Like Bitcoin? Yup. Well, it's, like, not Bitcoin because it's within the actual game. So, right. That's a detour. I'm sorry. I-, I just know a lot about a lot. No. So, that's fine. Like sure. That's fresh. interesting because I didn't even... I mean, I guess it's fresh. I mean... Yeah. I'm kind of hating and shit. Yeah. 35K in six months. Like, so I, I, I thought you meant for oh, a year. No, no, no. For six months, but 
Your living what? is paid for, so you're not paying for oh, living. Man, sign me up. I'll learn how to play the game. Yeah, thirty five k for six months. Oh, I mean, that's great. Yeah, with like above your expenses, that's dope. I would prefer that be somebody geared more towards the life that you mentioned. Like, if you're an actual gamer and you're into the whole schematics of the game and everything like that, if that's your field, cool. But if you just like if you're able body and you want to do other stuff and you just like, well, shit, they pay me thirty five k for six months to play the game. I'm like, nah, nah, no, I'll be one game. But trust me, bro. only <laughs> only the best make it though. Like, like you can't just right. you can't just turn on two k. I, right I wouldn't now. make it. I know damn yeah, well yeah, yeah. I wouldn't make it, so I wouldn't even try. It. So yeah, I say fresh. It's I fresh. Fresh. Get your thirty five k in six man. months. I ain't mad at it. Be all thing. Mm-hmm. Next question. Uh, the Black Panther movie. Well, in Saudi Arabia's 35 years cinema ban, there hasn't been a movie played in uh in Saudi Arabia c- cinema for 35 years. So in what the Black the, Panther. So what the fuck they play it on? I don't. I don't know. If they, they just, I don't know. If they watch know, movies. It's a very conservative, like very conservative kingdom, and so like they have like for example, women couldn't drive like in a few years ago. Like I think they just changed that recently. Mm. Like women could not drive. Because, like, they said that... Because a very uber-conservative uh, Islamic country. Mm-hmm. And so they have a very conservative, you know, kingdom and king. So if they haven't played a movie in 35 years, yeah. what did they play Black Panther on? They just... They changed it. No, no. They, they're doing it they're now. Doing it it's now. breaking the band. Yeah. Black Panther will be played in cinema. That's dope. Nothing has been played in 35 years but the Black Panther. So Black they, Panther. So they do have a movie theater. No, they're building them. Oh, they like milk it all new. For, oh, okay, that's they're why I was them. lost that. I didn't I didn't catch it. And it was interesting, you know, like they have to decide like are we going to segregate men and women? Because uh, like they think it's immodest. That's why they have like all of the women and like you the guard, see the eyes. Yeah, mm. the reason why they do that cuz they don't want men to be tempted, you know, religiously they feel like yo women should be modest. And so what they do they're trying to decide if they're going to like have different movie theaters for men and women. They mean well. Them Saudi Arabian dudes couldn't handle what we go through on IG. Just put it like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, Just put yeah. it like that. Oh, yeah. That's like when the Amish person get the, like, what's it called? When they uh, they have time away yep. from being Amish and they just like get the experience of electricity and all the stuff that the world <laughs> has to offer. They just kind of go yo, crazy. I, yo, Amish, I'm like fascinated. I was just uh, driving uh, from Pittsburgh last time I had class. I started driving through Amish country. I went to Lincoln University. Shout out to Lincoln. Yeah, that drive, that little stench you get yeah. right before you. Yo, yeah. it's like literally all of these mm-hmm. Amish folks. I'm like, and I went home and started reading about it. I was like, yo, I'm so fascinated by this. This is really interesting. Just how like, yo, they literally are like in horse without everything, without yeah. everything, without like absolutely. So nothing. Fresco, what you think? Um, wait, what was the question again? Well, it, well, just what's going on is not really a question. It's oh, just oh, yeah, breaking yeah, the band yeah, yeah. 35 I mean, years. Cool. And that's, the Black Panther is the movie to do dope. it. That's dope. I mean, I've, Black Panther inspired me like a mug. Like, so, hell. That was a great movie. Oh, yeah. Well, seen it twice. Movie. Wish I would have seen it more. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. I keep singing that Kendrick and Scissor song. Next question. <laughs> I can't, I can't get fresh out of here. Fresher fiasco. President 45 honored Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on his anniversaries. On his anniversary. Fiasco. Fresh of fiasco. fiasco. I, yeah, of course. Because so, I tell you what, like, even the devil talked to God. Like, yeah. The devil, the devil yeah. no scripture, right? Yeah. Like, and he's the devil. He's like the worst human being in the world. I mean, he's just an awful disaster. He's like a human wart. Like, he, he's just like, 
awful. I mean, he, he's like that mucus on that uh, that commercial where it's like, yeah. Uh, oh, he's worse than that. <laughs> he's like the king mucus. Like right, green right. thing. He's red. Yeah. How do you yeah. sit there and base your campaign on a whole race and you're running your campaign on a whole on, you know what I mean, disrespecting a race and then say, Martin Luther King, we're here living your dream. How do you do that? Yo, listen, right. he is a, he's a nightmare. It's like, just a bunch he, of disrespect. Yo, no, he's like, a, it's kind of like that's he exactly says how it. I took it. That's why I brought it's this It's kind of like, like he on. says it because he knows people are going to react to it, but he don't really mean it. Like, he's just talking. And he feel like it's just something that he should say just because we don't believe you. We need more people. That's it. So, what's the next fresh fiasco, bro? Let me get that oh, list. Oh, slap the face. Yeah. Yo, he's the worst. He's absolutely worst. He's a worst. human he's... wart. He's, a, he's like a <laughs> disgusting scab. I mean, he's like... I seen an orange that looked just like him. I was depressed. Was like, when he out. won... Yo, I Did woke up like I was like I was saddened, like somebody had died. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I, Yo, I did like go to this. bed. I did go to bed thinking Hillary had it, and I woke up and I couldn't believe it. But. Yo, when I saw it was one state that turned left, and I was like, "Yo, it's over." It wasn't it Pennsylvania? I think it was Pennsylvania. All right, for the last one, yeah. it's crazy. Texas chairman, Texas, the Houston Texans chairman for the football team, yeah. regrets apologizing for his inmates running the prison comment. Fresh or fiasco? You know what? I don't think you should apologize for anything that you mean. I mean, right. a lot of people like... We didn't believe him when he apologized. No, but, I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to say it, like, be a person enough to, like, acknowledge what you say. Yeah. So, like, if you say, I hate, you know, I hate ice cream, like, and Briars comes to you and says, you know, hey, you know, you shouldn't say that. Like, yo, what's the use of saying your opinion if you're not going to back it up? Yeah. And I think that all too often... People are like scared because, like, that Laura Ingram lady um, who said that thing about the, um, I think his name, Hog, the guy from uh, Florida, she basically cracked on him because he didn't get uh, into college. And then she lost all her sponsors she and tried her, to now make she an apology. Apologize. Yeah. It's like, yo, you know what you said. Right. Don't be apologizing just because you lose it. Like, that's how you know people don't have integrity because they apologize for things that they're not really sorry for. They're sorry for the ramifications, right. but they're it, not sorry for the sentiment. I would rather, just like you said, I would rather her not apologize, yeah. him not apologize because it looks like he's getting his power back. Um, because I've seen another comment where the... Carolina Panthers chairman is selling a team because he made racial slurs yeah. at an employee. And he said, McNair, who's the Texans owner, said something, but he was just joking. It was like, you know, he kind of took up for him. And now he's taking back his apology. I think he's feeling right. himself now. Like, you know what? I can say what I want because nobody's going to do nothing. I feel I mean, like, listen, I feel yeah. like if. First of all, I read the article, and in the article, he tried to clarify and say that he wasn't talking about the players, but he was talking about the people who are running the league and not letting the owners do it the way that they want to do it, which is more bullshit that he was just throwing on top of <laughs> not apologizing for, for being fake sorry or whatever. But, I mean, I agree with Mr. Blakely here. You know what I'm saying? Jarrell, man. My name is Jarrell. <laughs> you That's my keep... name. I agree, with, I agree with Jarrell. You know what I'm saying? In regards to say if you're going to say first. something. You can say Jarrell the first. like, <sighs> Or, or Jarrell the great. Or something. Mm, the first Jarrell. Mm, All right, the first Jarrell. Shots. I agree with the first Jarrell. <laughs> I'm to put some gunshots in here. It's like... Um, pow, pow, pow. <laughs> if you're going to say something, stand by what you say. Hey. But at the same time, 
Like, we knew you was bullshitting to begin with when you offered the apology. And then this whole rhetoric about you not discussing the players. Like, come on, man. With all the hoopla that was going on about Kaepernick and the flag and who's going to kneel, who's going to stand for the post game. It wasn't even about football at that point no more. It was turning into politics, especially when 45 made his comment about dragging the players off the field, kneel and all that Son of a bitch. But here's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it turned into that kind of game. And it wasn't even about football no more at that point. Here's the thing about Kaepernick, though. Like, yo, he knew what he was doing when he did. Here's the thing. When Dr. I don't King, think he did. No, no, no. I think he. I don't think none of us knew. No. Like kneeling would. Like bro, I didn't think it would turn into. The, no. I didn't think well, it would get I'm that saying, big. Like you have to be prepared when you make an action. You got to be prepared for the fallback. You got to be prepared for the consequences. So, like, I'll give you an example. Dr. King, um, at one of his situations where he got arrested, he had an option of paying a fine or going to jail. He went to jail because he's like, "Yo, like I know what I was doing," and to say basically that like. Yo, these people are racist. Well, they were racist when they were paying you all that money. Right. They are who they are. Well, what I'm saying is when he took a knee and people started saying you're disrespecting the flag, I, I didn't know that. I'd like, yo, but I don't think he knew. I really don't think he knew that. Yo, I think he understood. He's, he's a very smart guy. He's very he socially conscious. Like, I he think, understood. I do think he knew. I, I think you're right. I think he did know because the way he embraced it when it started to yeah. happen, he never tried to backtrack. He never tried to nah, stop it. But y'all, missing, but y'all missing the part of there was a, a soldier or a vet who said, listen, I don't want you sitting. I will respect it more if you kneel. So an uh, uh, actual vet told him to kneel. Yeah, but that so was. So then when he kneeled, they, there were a lot of vets that supported got, him, but there were also a lot that didn't. When you out here being a social activist, you have to embrace the consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this is what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he could have stopped. Like, he should have thought about. Well, I'm saying, I, I'm saying, he I don't think he knew. To stand but up once he figured out happened. what it was, I'm here now. That's what I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and my thing is like, when you put yourself out there, like even me running for council, like. When you put yourself out there, you got to pay with the ramifications. You got to pay the cost to be the boss. And, you know what I mean? He came to an understanding that it was more important for him to kneel than for him to work. And so here's the thing. We can't be surprised when racist organizations, and I'm not saying the NFL is racist, but, you know, <laughs> I would just say, but, you know, you can't be surprised, <laughs> you know, but you right. can't be surprised when a um when somebody does that listen i respect what he did i re- i think he 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 should be honored and commended but he shouldn't take their dirty money anyway and i like he's good enough that you know he, he's done his thing but i respect what he did but we got to also understand that these systems they're doing what they're what they've done historically i like what uh dave Chappelle said in regards to um to Colin Kaepernick on his stand-up, he said he wanted to start a GoFundMe for Colin Kaepernick. And the crowd laughed. He was like, oh, yeah, you motherfuckers laugh. But when somebody does something like Kaepernick does and he risks his livelihood for the betterment of all people, they should get paid for that because he gave up his livelihood for something that he thought was more important and he should be compensated by that. People won't do Like, that's why Dr. King is so, like, awesome. He knew, like... Do me a favor. If you listen to Dr. King's last speech, he gave a speech the night before he was murdered. Uh, he wasn't even going to give the speech, but they called him. He wasn't feeling well. He gives the speech, um, and it's called I've Been to the Mountaintop. And at the end, like, the last five minutes was, like, it's eerie when you realize he's going to die in less than 24 hours. Mm. He was like, yo, I'd like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. 
but like, yo, I'm not going to be here. You know, I'm going to die. Somebody's going to murder me. He knew that. He said it the night before he died. That's what makes him, Dr. King, so dope to me. He realized the consequences of his actions and he embraced it. He wasn't trying to get applause. He was doing things that were deeply unpopular. Mm-hmm. He would have been better just being quiet around around the Vietnam the Vietnam War. He would have been better not having a poor poor people's campaign. He would have been better not going to Chicago to talk about northern racism. But he knew the consequences and he said, "You know what? I believe in this so passionately that I'm willing to sacrifice my life." And while That's we're here, deep. the ultimate sacrifice. And while we're here, let's get into it. Okay. The main event of the evening, man. I know we kept y'all waiting, but we're about to get into the interview of uh Jarrell, little Jarrell, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jarrell is big time right now. You know, he's running for he's running for uh, council and we want to know why, where it started, you know, where he got this 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 thought from. So let's talk about it. Um, when did running for office become a thing for you? You know, so I've always loved politics. I mean, okay. from a very early age, you know, how some people watch like ESPN or they watch, you know, all that stuff. Like I watch MSNBC, CNN, like that's what I watch. That's what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a young person, I've read a lot um, and I would read history and I would see the uh, role that public servants, public officials played in making the world what it was. And so as I'm young, like fifth, sixth grade, I'm like, yo, like this is something I want to do. But politics specifically, um, there was a, um, I had a speech. You know Doug Palmer? You ever heard of Doug Palmer? Mayor Trenton. Mayor Trenton for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I was in fifth grade, and uh, Mayor Palmer came to my school at Joyce Kilmer and basically um, started talking about, um, you know, him being mayor, talking about his background, and like, yo, he was so cool. I was in fifth grade. I was this like nappy headed little kid, mm. you know what I mean? He came to what elementary school? <clears throat> Joyce Kilmer. Okay. How long was he married? Was he married 20, for like 20 years? Yeah. From 1990 to 2010. Right. And um, he gives this like excellent speech, like talking about politics. And I'm like, yo, like that's what I want to do in fifth grade. Right. And so um, as I got older, you know, I started reading more, started getting more in politics. But what really started me in politics was in 2002. I volunteer for Doug Palmer's campaign. Um, they were giving out tickets for like a, a show or something, and they were trying to get young kids involved. And so I show up to this like youth participation uh, meeting to like get people to volunteer. And you know, I get in there, and like there's like a whole bunch of people, and they were just there for the tickets. They were like just there for the tickets. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I mean, I go there and I listen. And, um, you know, at the end, everybody got their tickets. Everybody went home. I kept coming. And I kept coming. I started meeting some people. I met some great mentors that I still keep in touch with to this day. Um, And basically, they taught me a lot. Like, I'd be in the back rooms when the meetings were happening. I'd be, like, learning the landscape. You know what I mean? Learning how the system was. Learning about the personality. How old were you again? I was 14. Okay. So, you know, I did that and I just loved it. And so at the end of the campaign, I realized, yo, this is something that I want to do. And so I started on one end of West State Street um, and said, hey, um, I knocked on every door and was like, hey, I'm 14 years old. I'm Jarrell Blakely. I'd like a job. And folks like closed the door. They were like, yo, you 14. Like, Go play somewhere. Um, but I knocked on every door 
got to the end, the last door before you get to that big building on the corner of um, what is that? A uh, West State and Calhoun. I get what, to the, the Thomas line. Edison. No, no, on the um, across the street from the state house. It's like it used to be a hotel. But it's like an office building. Okay. So I got to that last door and I um, met this woman who was a chief of staff to an assemblyman. And I happened to be on a newspaper that was actually on the table. And I was like, yo, that's me um, on the cover of that newspaper. Um, I'm interested in working, you know, and they gave me a job. I was an intern for Assemblyman Reed Gus Yura, um at the age of 14. And uh, that got me started. And oh, I, wow. uh, you know what I mean? And I've been like, I've been in this game, you know, for years. So it question. made me an animal. It's really, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wrote me a manual. A step-by-step <laughs> booklet for you to get. Uh, you know what I mean? What but is it about? Okay. What is it about the city of Trenton that... <clears throat> Do you have a list? Like, do you have an order of, you know, I want to fix, I want to go after this first. Yo, the biggest thing is like opportunities for young people. Mm. Yo, like, listen, your childhood is so important to your development as a young person. Fact. You know, the things that I participated in as a young person, I did CYO. You know what I mean? I did Weed and Seed. Um, you know, I did all these programs that like made me the person who I am. Um, and I realized like a lot of these programs aren't there. Like Weed and Seed was there for the family who couldn't afford to pay all the money for CYO. Yeah. Right? So, like, when my mom, you know what I mean, tough times, we couldn't afford CYO anymore, yo, we got weed and seed. And so it kept a lot of kids off the street because instead of trapping and, you know, getting involved in the hood, yo, they went to Junior 3 to work on their jump shop. And so my thing is, I want to make sure that the young people of our city, I used to teach high school and I like to talk about that too. Right. But like, yo, these young people- Trent like, High West, right? Trent High West. Like mm-hmm. these young people deserve a city where like there's things to do. Like that's one reason why I think the high school being rebuilt is so important because what happens is they think that the poor conditions in Trenton are a reflection of, the of them. Yeah. And that's not the way it is. And so, you know I mean? I really think we need to do something about- uh, you know, the issues that exist in the city, particularly for our young people, because what happens is either they're going to be part of the problem or part of the solution. That is true, because you don't know you deserve a better living or a better opportunity to you, you don't see, see it. Right. Like, what if you never left the hood? What What do you know about a basketball court in a garage? Yo, let me give you a story. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, I'm going to give you a quick story real quick. I had, uh, I used to teach at Trenton High West, and I had a... Uh, teacher, I used to teach with her in Willingboro, and she was moving down South Jersey. She said, hey, could you get a student to move with me, you know, basically to help me move? So I said, sure. So took this uh, took this student, we went down to, um, down, I think it was like Berlin City or something. Helped her move. We went to breakfast afterwards. And I said, okay, um, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something that you can, you know, see that you can make it. So I drove him to Willingboro. And I just drove through Willingboro and I said, yo, black people live here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, Blakely, you lying. Then, like, out of the blue, a Bentley drove past. Bentley Coop. He was like, yo, that's a Bentley Coop. Black people don't live here. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, this is nice. 20 minutes from Trenton. Had never been to Willingboro in his life. We pulled over. We see two black women walking. And I pull over and say, listen, I know this is a very weird question. <laughs> you know, like, you just pull like, up the two women. Yeah, I pull up. They're walking. And I'm like, yo, is this a um, is this a black community? How, I mean, how many of your neighbors are black? And she was like, everybody's black. And the student was like, yo, I can live here. I can. I said, yo, 
you could live better than here. Mm. And so, like, just seeing that, and I got a lot of stories like that where what kids just need to see is that they can make it. Like, yo, mm-hmm. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I saw Doug Palmer doing it, you know, and other politicians doing it. And I'm like, yo, they're from the same hood I'm in. I yeah. can do that too. And so mm. kids got to see it to believe it, to achieve it. For the position that you're running for, what are you able to actually get your hands on to fix? Like, is it a certain set of issues that you, know what I'm saying, so, your specific position gets So to? we have something called a strong mayor we council role. So like the mayor in Trenton is like that dude or that woman. Like they have a lot of power, a lot of, you know, uh, energy, a lot of influence. And so what council really does is that we do um, advice and consent. So like, give you an example. Say if we have, uh, they want to appoint somebody as a city council, as a director of a city agency. They can actually appoint the person, but we have to approve it. But it's a lot of power in just appointing the person. Like, you actually have the person that you can want, and they can come before city council and get the approval. So, like, the power that we have as city council members, we can basically sign off on the things that the mayor does or not sign off. Another power that we have is the power to investigate. So, for example, I know you read the newspaper. There was a grant that we didn't apply for in the Trenton uh, city, city government for roads. You know, roads in Trenton are like real jacked up. Mm-hmm. There was Jeez. like a multi-million dollar grant that we didn't get the money because we didn't apply. If I'm a city council person, like I'm having public hearings wondering what why happened for us apply. to, why you didn't apply mm-hmm. and what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And I want to make sure it's all in the open so people can be held accountable. That's something that a city council person can do if you can get three other people to agree with it. And that's something that I plan on doing. Like, yo, there's a lot of my friends running for mayor. Like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the people personally. Like, I've eaten in their houses. I know them personally. My thing is, as a city council person, this is business. Like, you can be my man 50 grand, but if you're doing the wrong thing, I'm calling your ass out. I was going to get mm-hmm. to that because yeah. you are going to be part of a team that yeah. lets in, uh, you know, certain positions. How many people on the council? Seven. Do, do you okay. know them or y'all running to get in? Like, no, we're y'all don't separately. So, separately. So, 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 so my thing is I'm not supporting anybody for mayor. Um, I believe that I have to work with anybody. Anybody. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if I support somebody and they lose... Then the person coming in can't work with me because they're like, yo, you, you, you was rooting against me. You yeah, exactly. Me? Right. Oh, and another thing is like, yo, I got my own election to run. Like, right. I can't be worried about somebody else. Like, I got to win. Um, but, you know, I mean, I know pretty much everybody that's running because I've been active in politics for a while. So I know them. They know me. But, you know, I believe that, like, my only commitment is to the people at Trenton. Now, mm-hmm. you know, basically, well, what I was going to touch on is you saying that you're telling the people that's listening and to the city of Trenton. To those that listen, we have we have your word that you're going to be an honest councilman oh. if voted in. And we're not going to get none of this, uh, you know, letting people in who don't deserve positions nah, yo, in type of vibe. Yo, listen, because here's the thing. Like, you can't make a masterpiece with a clown. Mm. Like, yo... People have jobs that they should be held accountable to. Like, this is not about friendship. Like, I have people who are running who I like very much. They're good people. But I'm not going to vote for them for mayor. I'm not going to say who I'm voting for mayor because I got to work with anybody. But, like, yo, it's about what can you do. And I'm telling you right now, listen, I got so many things on my plate. 
I'm not coming to this position to bullshit. I got better. I can do something else. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because I really believe that I can help. I really believe that my insight can be a part of the process to make Trenton what it can be. And what I want is excellence. Yo, you're not appointing a director of public works that is no good, but you hiring them because that's just your, that's your boy. Right. Or we're not going to appoint a police director who's a crappy cop. But I'm going to appoint them because we play basketball together. Nah, I'm asking the tough questions. Yeah. I want to know your background. I want to know what you've done. I want to know your plans. I want to know your education. I want to know who you are. If it was one thing that you wanted people to know about you and the way that you plan to pursue the position you're running for, what is it? I would say, you know, I love Trenton. I'm prepared. And that, like, yo, I'm doing this because, I'll give you a perfect example, like, a lot of my mentors have been dying recently. In fact, we just had Monica Weaver, who was a provost at Mercer County College. She just died. And um, Rest in peace. Rest in peace. She was a great woman. She was kind. She was committed to Trenton. And one of my mentors, Dr. Jack Washington. Like, a lot of the person I am is because of Doc. Like, Doc taught me. He was my fraternity brother. He was my friend. And he passed. Um, but one thing that I noticed is that, like, when they're all gone, like, nobody talks about what kind of car they drove. Nobody cares like where they live. Nobody cares about how much money they have. They care about like what they do for others. Mm. Right. Like that's what we think about. Like when people are, you know, we talk about like, yo, like that person's gone, but their, their good deeds outlast their time on earth. And so for me, that's what public service is about. I think you can do the maximum good on a broad scale being involved in politics. And that's why I'm running because one day I won't be here. One day I'm going to be gone. And I want to make sure that my legacy lives on. And that's, I'll go back to where I started with about teaching or about history. Like the people who did stuff 300 years ago that I'm reading about, they did things that are worthy of being told 300 years later because they made an impact. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hoping that my impact is a good one. And that's why I want to run for city council. Um, You know what I mean? You can donate to my campaign. You go to my website. BlakeleyForCouncil.com, B-L-A-K-E-L-E-Y. Do you have a campaign goal? What do you mean goal? Fundraising? Yeah. Oh, we're meeting our fundraising goal. I mean, we're meeting it. Because like, I've been okay. reaching out. Like, yo, I'm yeah. not doing this like on some uh, game stuff. Like, I'm serious about this. And so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I got you know professional stuff. I got professional designers. Um, I prepare for my debates. Um I really take this serious because I've been in this thing. I'm 30 years old. I started when I was 14 years old and I've been preparing for this for a long time. I'm on the Mercer County Board of Social Services. I'm on a lot of different boards. Like I take this very seriously. This is not a game. This is very well educated, clean, smart, sharp brother from right in your town, man. Why, what's yo, not like so many people like us? Like, yo, I'm from the town. I went yeah. to Trenton High, 2005 graduate. You know, I, mean, I went to junior three. I'm gonna tell you to shot your class. So you know, we you know people love when you shot the class. Yeah, class of two five. You know, 05, two live. You know what I mean? Like, yo, <laughs> I meet some of the. That was great, your name. That, that's what we call. It. Then we say 05, two live. Like some I'm, great people. Like and that's the thing about Trenton. Yo, Trenton makes the world takes. I would leave Trenton. I ain't gonna front. Class of 2005. Well, they have they have some pretty cool people in oh. class. I know a lot of dope people. <laughs> Yo, literally, it's true. I ain't gonna front. It's a lot it's of cool. true. I'm Google, 04. Google, I'm to, Google I'm, I'm 01. 04. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm trying to hide 04. Google yeah, 01. Yeah, I'm 04. 05. So, so of... like, I don't think like even my campaign. Like, I don't have to get people outside. Like, Trenton got some dope people, talented. Even this show. Like, this is dope. 
Appreciate thanks, thanks, man. That y'all taking time to develop a brand. Um, when Craig told me about it, I was like, yo, that's something I want to be a part of. And you know what I mean? We got a lot of people in Trenton and, you know, our uh, moniker that we're known by as Trenton makes the world takes. I think that we need to keep a little bit more of what we made to get back to that. Ooh. Yeah, we need to keep but more keep, of it. Keep, keep more of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep I, more of I it. I definitely like, agree with still, that. People can still grow, but like, yo, Trenton is 85,000 people at our height. We had 150,000 people. So we got room to grow. Mm. We got people to stay here. So. so when's so when's the election? It's May 8th. So we need you to get out there and vote, Number everybody. Six. I'm six on the ballot. So there's six people. It's going to be one person, two person, three person, four person, five person, uh, four person, five person, six person. I'm going to be six on the ballot. And I'm, uh, you know, running for city council. You can vote for three, but you don't have to vote for three. If you just like Can one I vote person, for you three times? Nah, you could just vote for me once. <laughs> um, you know, but if you like what I'm Oops. saying, you know what I mean? You could just say one right. and keep it moving. Or you like two people, you can vote for two people. But, you know what I mean? I hope you vote for me. <laughs> and if you like two people, but Jarrell just won you over, give him that third vote. If uh, you undecided right now, this was a dope episode we need I don't more know how people long we, we need more people like Jarrell who uh, can come in no 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 seriously we need people with this type of initiative to start to take control of the city you know what I'm saying this is a city we all grew up in this is a city that we have children growing up in you know what I'm saying and it's young children who deserve to have opportunities past what they can see you just gotta put it in front of them I feel like just based on what I'm hearing from you today and what I've been seeing you talk about in your debates on your social media you seem like a good guy for the job and I'm 100% on board, I appreciate man. You know that, man. One last, I like to end the story with this, man. First, I appreciate y'all having yeah, me here, man. Absolutely. Is, thanks, thanks for coming. coming. Yes, Fresh sir. from a debate. Look, I'm going to start listening to this stuff. Like, I'm going uh, to subscribe. I don't really listen to podcasts. Absolutely. Like that, but now I will. Spotify, y'all. I can get y'all on Spotify. We're not on Spotify nah, yet. We're not on Spotify <laughs> yet. But, you want to strike a nerve with yeah. this? <laughs> but, but, but I would say this. Um, they hating you know, on your boys. <laughs> I would say this, man. It's all about the future. It's all about making Trenton better. You know what I mean? Like, I believe our city got potential. I got a young man who I've taught at Trenton High, and when I met him, he was a knucklehead. You know what I mean? Always in trouble, had a record, was just somebody who was a knucklehead. Young scholars uh, gave me eight scholarships to send kids on a college tour. And so I've been mentoring Young Scholars kids. Institute? Yeah. Oh, okay. They gave me Miss Morrison. Shout out to Miss Morrison. I Sh- love you, Miss Morrison. Shout out to Miss Morrison. She was like, Jarrell, I got eight scholarships for you to send kids. Um and kids on this college tour and you know this young kid i have been mentoring him for years probably like the second year i was like yo on your spring break you're coming with me on this college tour and i got eight other students from trenton high to go and we visited the campus of shaw university um i went to shaw you went to shaw Mm -hmm. yo literally we went to shaw and this kid was like yo i want to be here he goes to shaw and uh, he's at shaw now he's uh uh Sophomore at Shaw, he's pledging the greatest fraternity in the world. He'll Alpha be crossing Phi Alpha. Alpha Phi Alpha. He'll be crossing by the time this is out. He'll be crossing on the fifteenth. I'm proud of you, Tyree. I'm so proud of you, man. That's but that's up. what it's about. It's yeah. about like putting that seed in people so that they can do bigger and better things that you can. And that type of concern and care that I have for Tyree, you know what I mean? Who is a RA who's doing well at Shaw, whose life has changed, about to be an alpha. His life is going to be changed forever. And that is the kind of concern that I have for the city of Trenton. And, you know, if you elect me for city council, 
I'll be somebody who takes this job seriously and make Trenton or try to make Trenton the city that it can be. So I appreciate y'all having me. And hey, another dope That's episode, episode 80, man. Episode um, 80. Episode was a fucking great episode. It man. was, man. It was. I like that. Yeah, man, we had laughter, we had some gems, we had oh, yeah. some storytelling, history, some tell us some history. We did it all, and that's basically what we aim for all the time. Man. All while watching Scarface in the yeah, background. Yeah, we said, hey, watch the whole movie of Scarface. <laughs> hey, how professional are we to watch Scarface, Scarface in the and background. still conduct a intelligent Absolutely. Interview. I literally, I literally watched the whole movie. Because there was some scenes I, I wanted to say so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, by the way, I love TV shows. I love The Sopranos and The Wire. I mean, I was going to ask you. Yo, I love this. You know, I was going to ask you actually what? one more question. I wanted to ask you on the wire. What did you see that resembled? Yo, it's the real yeah. deal. So it's crazy. So um, I first saw the wire when I first saw the wire when um, my um, my girlfriend in college at the time. Shout out to Whitney. It's good seeing you. She's married. She's a great person. She's beautiful. And shout out to Whitney. You're a good Whitney's guy. Awesome. You giving the ex a shout out. Yo, she's awesome. Whitney is nice fantastic. Guy. So anyway. <laughs> I'm Whitney, just stunting on my ex. But Whitney, <laughs> Whitney, realized, Whitney realized I was going to teach. And she was like, yo, you got to watch The Wire. So we watched some episodes of The Wire. And, you know, I started to learn. But, man, The Wire is some real stuff. Like, I still haven't seen The Wire. Oh, This was episode 50. This was episode 80. This was episode 80. Look at Craig the podcast, brothers. Yo, Make sure y'all subscribe yo, with Apple Podcasts. Yo, season four of The Wire is the greatest season on television. Like, as an educator... Is true. Like everything that they talked about in the wire is like true. And I've been so, meaning to get to it. I'm gonna get to oh, it. Oh, listen, listen bro. you have you have to take a weekend out. Like I listen, I only watch two series. I just watch The Wire or The Sopranos. Like I don't watch nothing else. Like I, I watch a watch- ton of shows. I've been I, watched The Wire in like two weeks. Yo, I can watch The Wire. I'll just go on Amazon Prime and just. It's fire. Yeah, fire. do that, man. You gotta watch that, it. You owe that to yourself. I'm really going to watch it. You owe that to Yo, yourself. Yo, you start you going to sleep thinking about the characters that you saw. Like, there was some time, like, Randy, that broke my heart what happened to Oh, uh, yeah. Yo, about oh, to hype it up so much, and when I watch him, like, this is oh, trash. What's power bad. coming I on? I felt bad for him, man. Yeah. But there's kids like that. And so yeah. even, like... And then even a cop, you know what I'm saying? Afterwards, when he had to leave him, he Yo. was he knew what what that meant leaving him there. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, that show was so multifaceted. All right. Such a great, great show. show. We about great to close show. this episode right. out. Episode Probably eight, like three man. hours. Podcast brothers, Jarrell Blakely running for council, man. I'm your boy Fresco and my brother uh, Flaw Seven Hundred in the building. This has been episode eighty of the podcast, brothers. You did absolutely. Thank Peace you. out. Peace out. I don't mean to be so uptight But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play Meant to Be Okay If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. I don't mean to be so uptight, but my heart's been hurt a couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Alexa, play Meant to Be. Okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be. Baby, just let it be. If it's meant to be. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.